0: Life is sweet and made even sweeter when spent with the ones you love. Savor the moment, big or small, with the delicious bottled Starbucks Frappuccino drink. Or for a new favorite sip, check out the full Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee lineup online or wherever you buy groceries. Because with Starbucks coffee, you're always ready for the right now.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG the Mortgage Guy.
3: And this is Kiana Watson, license number 317576, broker extraordinaire. we are back. Extraordinaire.
2: Extraordinaire <laughs> is in the building. And we are back. We're in Wakanda.
3: Listen, ATL Shorty. <laughs> ATL Shorty. We are at EYL Headquarters
2: Studios yes. in Atlanta. Shout out to Mike. We love you, Mike.
3: Appreciate you. Appreciate it.
2: you, Mike, for letting us use the studio. Yes. All right. We got a great show today.
3: Yes, we do. You know, we're
2: talking about Austin.
3: And, you know, we're hearing so many things about Austin. Like, Mm -hmm. they were just talking about how Austin is going to crash.
2: Absolutely. Look, shout out to Ian. (laughs) Ian, we know we love you, right? The master investor. The master investor was on Market Mondays, I think about a week ago, saying that the Austin real estate market is about to crash. And look, he's not the only person who thinks that.
3: feel like it's an overinflated market Mm -hmm. so we have an expert coming on to really talk about i mean he has a huge portfolio there absolutely so have him talk about the market and what he thinks is going to happen
2: absolutely so we're going to bring him on in a second um throw some gems in the comments we love y'all we appreciate all of y'all for tapping and make sure you like comment share subscribe this video send it to your your people and make sure you tap in with the audio rants and gems Leave a five-star review, share it out, and let's make Rancid Gems the number one real estate podcast in the world. But before we bring in our special guests, let's do a couple of quick
0: housekeeping
3: items. Invest Fest. Oh, yes. Invest Fest is happening. Who got their tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Invest who? Fest. Listen, who has their tickets to Invest Fest? Say it right now. I want to see some gems being dropped in the comments. If, if you're
2: coming to Invest Fest, put some gems in the comment. Make sure you come by our booths. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm about to tell y'all my booth right now. My booth number is two o one, and I'm giving away twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> if you add investors. You for real? I'm dead He's trying serious. to show me up, y'all. I'm getting serious. Hold I'm on. giving out
3: twenty five thousand dollars. I know you're lying. Fast. I know you're not. I'm that serious. For real? You are damn right. Y'all, okay. I'm gonna be <laughs> breaking like... news alert. <laughs> what? Okay. First of all, I have a lot going on. I ain't giving away $25,000. I'm giving away $25,000. people. I am giving away free trainings for my online academy. That's worth more than so $25,000. So we are giving away some free trainings. And mm-hmm. right now, it's like he's trying to show me out. So we're giving away five free trainings. There we go. To our online uh, real estate academy, Agent Tools for Success. And I also have a huge special announcement I'm doing on Saturday. I've been okay. working on something special. So you come to my booth, you're going to be there for the great reveal. I'm going to let you guys know what time it's going to be. And I want to do some breakout sessions on my booth. I feel like, I like people it. want to come and they want to learn a little bit. I like so it. I'm going to have some scheduled breakout sessions so we can talk about getting your real estate license and how it is to be in real estate. I'm going to bring on, y'all know I know everybody in the I real estate it. world. I love So it. I'm going to have special guests at my booth. We're going to have some breakout sessions. We're going to have a good time.
2: Look, I'm looking forward to InvestFest. Um, vendor, this year, vendables is sold out. Please stop DMing me.
0: How y'all? They are?
2: They 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 just yo. I don't know. We've been promoting this for like three months now. Yes, y'all and, have. i been
3: saying you get your vendor booth They're gonna sell out. He listen. They start me <laughs> down to like Kiana. Hurry up and finish up your booth. Kiana, finish up your booth. Oh yeah. What's we, wrong with your booth? I'm
2: like Kiana. Where's the logo? <laughs> 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 Need the booth right. So vendor is sold out. VIP is sold out. We only have general mission left, and I will highly advise you. Get your tickets because you never know. There might be another announcement. And there if could be someone know. bigger
3: coming on. And I want to tell you guys, mm-hmm. my booth is booth 122. There we go. Booth 122. And this year, last year, I only talked about Watson Realty Co. But this mm-hmm. year, I'm going to have my booth. And we're going to talk about all my businesses, my investments, we're talking about Watson Realty Co., Watson Realty Development, got some huge announcements coming there, Love it. online training, Shout out to Anthony. Just everything that we have going on. But this year is different. Cause last year I was on the panel. Mm-hmm. So last year, you know, I was getting questioned by MG. Yeah. This year, I'm rolling with the big dogs, y'all. <laughs> yes. I have my own panel. So I will be interviewing some amazing women in business that are making power moves in real estate. And I am so excited to interview these phenomenal women and lead the ladies panel this year.
2: Yeah. So look, man, go to investfest.com. Somebody drop it in the comments for us. All right. Somebody put investfest.com. Drop it in the comments right now. Go there. Go to your tickets. And if you go to investfest.com, you can go to um, the itinerary. So you hit the tab. You go to the itinerary. And you'll see the exact lineup for the weekend of where everybody is speaking, what days. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Tyler Perry. You know, we got Steve Harvey. Look. You know, we got Dan Cathy, who's a $7 billion man from Chick-fil-A. Ooh. We, got we got the God. We got the family, 19 Keys, the master investor. I mean, we got everybody, right? So go check it out, investfest.com. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. In My Troy voice, because General Mission is going to be sold out sooner than later. Yes. All right. So let's talk. Let's get to real estate.
3: All right. Let's talk- that's what we're here for. We right? really are here to talk about real estate, but I mean, I'm super excited about InvestFest because this year Me too. it's going to be a vibe. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Like last year I was I not wait. I couldn't enjoy it. Y'all know I was, you know, I was filming. I couldn't enjoy it. But this mm-hmm. year I'm. I'm. it's about to be a situation. No, it's
2: definitely going to be a situation. So let's get into the market, right? Real quick before we bring in our special guest. Average 30-year fix today is five and three quarters on a 30-year mortgage. Um, and there was a report that came out, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It said that home prices, June home sales fall four five 5.4% from May
3: mm-hmm.
2: as prices set yet another record. So the medium home price as of June is 416000 nationwide, yes. nationwide on average, and that's an increase of 13.4%. Yes. Now, this is a deceleration, right? But it's still up. Yes. Now- I think it's always a little bit of confusion when people see headlines like this, because it says in one sentence, June, the sales have fallen, correct, 5.4%, but then, comma, the prices are up, up. and it confuses people, right? So, Kiana, you are the broker extraordinaire. Can you please explain to the people, what does that mean when they say home sales have fallen?
3: When you're seeing home sales fall, what that, that saying is we're getting, we have less inventory. So you can't have a lot of sales if you don't have a lot of inventory. Mm -hmm. So across the nation, we still have historical lows when it comes to inventory on the market. Not to mention. The rates went up and they went up sporadically about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And so we all can agree that we're in the middle of of a recession. Right. So people are recessing back. So some buyers are just taking a step back. But that doesn't stop the fact that the home prices are continuously rising and interest rates are continuously rising. Mm-hmm. So buyers are taking a step back because they just need to readjust their sales and get used to this new market and what it means. Mm-hmm. Because it was one thing for prices to go up, but now you got an interest rate that's going up too. Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed is, and I speak to brokers across the country, we the buyers needed time to really say, okay, this is what our market is going to look like. And now we're seeing buyer demand back up, mm-hmm. homes are still being sold, but we are still, we still have historical lows. We still don't have enough inventory to meet the demand of the amount of buyers that are shopping in this market. And because buyers are spent have 5% interest rates, they've been a little bit more picky. Yeah. They're like, listen, you you have to you have to present to me an immaculate product for me to pay. Hot top dollar and have a high interest rate, Mm -hmm. so that's why we're seeing that the sales have gone down because buyers are just moving a little slower. They're a little slower to pull the trigger, but that doesn't necessarily mean the market is shifting to a buyer's market. We still have historically low inventory.
2: No, hundred percent. And I think um, we got to be careful with the fear mongering. Yeah, there's a lot of fear mongering happening. A lot of clickbait headlines. You guys got to do your research. Absolutely, dig a little deeper on some of this. Yeah. Like there was a headline that came out, I think it was a week ago that they were saying um, buyers are canceling contracts at a record price. Yes. Record I read that article at 15 percent. It's the highest since the pandemic started. Well, the pandemic started. Right. Yes. But if you read the article. Right. And if you really do your research on that topic, if you look at on average over the past 10 years. Buyers' contracts, they've been canceling contracts on average 11 to 12%.
3: Exactly. On and, and average. I, it every went up. single year. And they continuously, let me tell you, if you are a real estate broker, you are used to cancellations. I don't even count the deal. So, like, it's almost like the day before closing, and I still don't count it then. Yeah. People walk away from deals all the time. So, we've only and had. And it can be various different and reasons. Some of, and some of it is just they change their minds, their circumstances have changed. You're talking about a 3% increase from what's normal. So, what they're reporting, but they're making it seem like 15% is this huge brand new number, where really 12% is the average. So, don't go for the clickbait because it confuses people. Absolutely.
2: But also look at reasons why anything can happen in a deal to make the quote unquote buy cancel. What if the appraisal came in low? What if the title wasn't right? Right. Yes, they could have got declined because of a higher rate. Yeah. It could have been, they could have got declined because they opened up. A new credit card or bought a new car and increase their DTI. So those type of statistics and those type of clickbait type of articles that you yeah. see online, just be very careful. Don't let that stop that fear mongering stop you from pursuing your, your dreams of ownership. Yes. If you want to invest, if you want to buy a primary residence, we've been saying this for God knows how long. Just and I be keep smart. saying it. Just and be
3: smart. I just talked about it on my live last night. I was mm-hmm. just telling people... Don't allow anybody to rush your process or scare you out of your right to own property. You don't have to rush into buying property, but you sure need to plan your way into becoming a homeowner. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, if you're planning, that means you're watching the interest rates, you're watching what's going on in the market, you're listening to trusted advisors, and you are taking your time, but you're also moving at a pace that makes sure you don't have paralysis. Like you're actually going to execute Sometime soon and buy a property.
2: Absolutely, you know,
3: and I think that it's important that we share that, like our personal things that we have going on. Like you're renovating a property, I have a a, an investment property. I have another investment property. Mm -hmm. I'm under contract right now. I'm closing. I got two builders. I'm closing in a week. I got another house. Like we are consistency in investing in real estate. I can tell you, even for me, like that cash flow is something you're going to want, right?
2: Cash flow is king. We all know that, right? So. I've been on record. Kiana's been on record. We've always been telling you guys this is probably going to be the greatest opportunity for real estate investors, yes, like in the history of the world, because a lot of regular buyers are just going to start falling back. Oh, I agree. The feds are going to raise rates next week, and you're going to see interest rates go a little bit higher, and that's going to pull back buyer demand. But who's still going to be out there? The investors. So, oh, yeah, guys, there will be deals coming up. You just got to be smart. Do your due diligence and do your homework. I gave them day. an
3: example the other yeah. day. Like my for my one of my properties, I was like, I'm gonna sell it, make me some money, put mm-hmm. it on the market. The Brookhaven house, y'all know about the Brookhaven house. I like to lead by example because you know, I don't cap on this app. Huh, so and no cap. The so cap I want you like I, I'm telling you what's real, like with in real life, what's happening. I put it on the market to make some money. The market did not reply well to me my house on the market. So I'm like, I'm not gonna just give my house away. So I took it back off the market, but now I have a short-term um, renter in there for two months and I'm cash flowing $2,200 for two what's and I made them pay up front. So I'm making $4,200 and that's after I pay the expenses of have, carrying the property. And I don't have to do nothing, but just let them in the door. Absolutely. So real estate is still, in my opinion, the fastest way to build generational wealth. And the area that I purchased in, the values are still up 16%. Because it's so close to the city of Atlanta. So if I was in a rush to sell, I just would have gave my house away and gave away all my equity. I'm not in a rush to sell. I'm I'm, I'm a smart investor. I'm going to sell when the market is right. And I I want you guys to do the same thing. If you have an asset and you're thinking about selling right now and the market is not responding well, you know what market is responding well? The rental market. The rental market, those numbers are up. So reconsider selling your property. And I'm a broker, so I get paid when you sell. So mm-hmm. trust me, I'm just giving you advice that's real pure advice. Reconsider selling your asset and think about putting it in the rental space so you can make some income.
2: Look, let me tell you guys, landlords will always win. Oh, yes. <laughs> so oh, yes. So make sure you, you do your due diligence. Don't let the fair market stop you. And keep going because... In our community, we need to own real estate. And we are ownership advocates. We don't care if you don't buy, if you do buy, whatever, because a lot of people will say, oh, if you're a broker, they're transactional. Don't listen to them, right? Look, we just want our people to win. Yeah. Period, point blank. And if you choose to listen to us and and you buy smart, then you're good win. for you. And if you don't, good for you too. God either or. Either or. We're we still, wish you well. We wish you well. <laughs> We're going to do well regardless, all right? So let's talk about this Austin market. Let's talk about the Austin market, right?
3: So, I've heard such great things about Austin. Austin is,
2: from what I hear, I've never visited. Me um, either. But I hear it's a survived. Me too. It's a great city. Um, but it's all over the news as one of these markets that are that is going to crash.
3: I keep hearing that know? too.
2: And uh, we thought it was fitting that we bring on expert, right? So we're going to bring on our guy, right? I just want to kind of break this down to you. He's he's going to blow you guys away because he's been dubbed by Forbes magazine as the Oracle of Austin real estate. This man has started from delivering pizzas, y'all, and flipping burgers and started off with a $3,000 loan. And now he is the Oracle of Austin real estate. That's inspirational. That's that's like, if he can do it, anyone could do it. Absolutely. His story is incredible. He currently owns I think 492 um, units. He's developing 600,000 square feet of industrial space, mm-hmm. right, which is less than a mile or eight miles from Tesla's factory. Um, he's already broke ground on a 24,000 square foot boutique office space. Mm. I mean, the man is just doing everything. right? <laughs> like he's doing everything. So we're going to bring our guy on right now. So that way he can kind of give you a better idea yes. of what's going to happen if- that market because look we've never visited the market never we hear the speculation like everyone else on this app and all other apps across the world so we like to bring the people who are really doing things on our
3: show yeah
2: our people we vet them fully. what they say they do they, they actually, actually do, do. right <laughs> and so who are we going to listen to i'm right? going to
3: listen to people we, that are actually, actually doing, doing what the
2: market, they say who's they're who's doing. doing yeah it, right? and there's no disrespect to nobody Right. But a lot of people are not owning these markets. so I don't feel like they're qualified to even have a, uh, an opinion unless they're actually in these markets every single day. I agree. Vetting out deals and actually buying and owning deals. Oh, I market, agree. Right? And he and he's doing he's doing exactly what he says he's doing. Absolutely. y'all. So throw some gems in the, com- in the, in the comments for our guy. Ari, we're going to bring you on.
4: Ari, can you hear us? I can hear you great. Thanks for having me. Hi, What's Ari. What's going on, brother? How are you today? What's going on? Living the dream.
3: <laughs> dream, alive and blessed. All of us.
4: <laughs> yeah, another, another, as we said before, kind of when we were backstage, every day above ground, it's a blessed day.
2: It's a blessed day, man. So look, we want you to introduce yourself to our audience before we get into this conversation so that way they, they understand why the Forbes magazine has called you the oracle of Austin Real Estate.
4: Um, I appreciate that. I mean, I remember waking up, read, reading that headline and- Rolling over and showing my wife and saying, "I I, I guess I'm an oracle." I'm not entirely sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the only, only oracle I know is the Oracle of Omaha, which is Warren Buffett, which are uh, I, I think pretty big shoes to fill. But it was uh, it, it was it was nice of them to say that, especially for a kid, as you mentioned that. You know, definitely shouldn't have made it. I mean, I, I started this company with a $3,000 loan when I was in law school. I flipped burgers through high school, you know, delivered pizzas through college. And a lot of people don't know, but I had to go to two community colleges before I was even accepted into Texas A&M University. Oh, wow. And when I graduated from a and M, I didn't have enough money to go to law school. So I had to, to sell cars on a used car lot for nine mm-hmm. months just to save enough money to go to law school. And while I was there, I started, um, you know, working on the construction sites at four or five o'clock in the morning and, you know, driving to school, coming back and, you know, working, I mean, just in inhumane, inhumane hours. And now we have uh, either right now or let's say in the next six months or so, we'll have over a billion dollars in new construction coming out of the ground. We own over 600 acres of undeveloped land in the Austin area. I don't know, 100 percent of my company. Um, never sold any equity out at the corporate level mm. and, and we're wow. on track to do 3 billion of new acquisitions in the next 24 months.
3: Impressive. Drop some gems in wow. the comments. That is impressive. And you started
4: flipping burgers. Flipping burgers. Johnny Rockets. <laughs> Shout out to Johnny Rockets. <laughs>
3: yeah. Shout out to Johnny Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to, yeah. Shout out to man,
4: Domino's man. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's Pizza. And I, I'll tell you one thing, you know, how you do – how you do one thing is how you do everything that and
3: that is my life quote and, and
4: I'll t- and I'll tell you I will still go to toe with anybody on flipping a burger at Johnny Rockets or making a Domino's pizza. I still think I would make the best pizza in America. Um mm. and, and I say that to you is that you have to know kind of where you are in life and um and before you can be a leader you have to be a great follower and and I was very fortunate to have great mentors, most of them were in books. Um I was actually an English major. Um, didn't really take a math class or a business class. Like I don't, can I always do the math in my head. And um, it's important to know where, where you are in your life and, you know, not to kind of get too big, too big for your britches because, you know, real estate, people ask me, how do you make a lot of money in real estate? And I tell them, you know, you have to have one of two things, either start with a lot of money or have a lot of time. And, sure. and you, know, being, you know, being young, a lot of the people listening to this that are wondering, you know, how can I build this thing? And I assure you, if a kid with a massive, massive speech impediment and, you know, not a, not a pot to piss in can do it, I assure you, all of you listening to this are a lot smarter than me and have a lot more capability than I do. So whatever it is, the first thing you got to do is do it.
3: Well, I listen, you gave us a mouthful. I really want to hear more about, like, how did you go from flipping burgers? And now you I'm sure you started with that one property and now you're with this billion dollar development. Let's talk about it. Yeah,
4: it's, you know, it's, you know, my grandpa used to say, how do you eat an elephant, right? It's one bite at a time. And, and the most important thing is, you know, I, I find is you got to know where you're going because, you know, you, you, have to, you have to have real tangible goals. And, you know, the difference between a dream and a goal is, you know, is a plan and writing it down literally and knowing exactly where you're going so every day doesn't feel monotonous and every day you don't feel small every day you feel like you're laying a brick and people say oh rome wasn't built in a day but in reality every day they laid a brick right and that's mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that's really that's really the key so for me when i got that 3000 bucks i started in a little city in spring branch texas you know north of san antonio where i was going to law school and, um, I saw this guy's name, his name is Mitch Dugan. Um, who's still a friend to this day. Uh, his name was on all these, you know, sides of all these different houses that were being built and being for, so, uh, for sale, And I literally went and knocked on his door and, you know, don't be fooled. Old school still works. Pick up the phone, call someone, DM them, uh, whatever you have to do to get in front of them. And I, I prefer, I prefer the cold call because people don't do it anymore. And I assure yeah. you it's cold calling is not dead. It's alive and well, And so I literally just showed up his door and said, look, I don't have credit, don't have much. I have a little bit of my scholarship money and I have a few thousand bucks. And if I buy this little lot for 4,000 bucks, you know, can I work on the construction side and would you do it for cost and whatever we sell it for, we split the profits 50, 50. And he said, yes. So um, I was literally on the ground every day, you know, on the site building. We did one, sold it, made some money, did two, sold it. And by my third year of law school, um, we were doing a lot more than that, but something (laughs) (laughs) then, then, then 2008 hit. And what I thought was going to be walking away with, you know, four or 5 million bucks to my net worth went to zero overnight. Um, he was gracious enough to sign on all the loans and give me my 3000 bucks and my hat back and said, good luck, kid. And, uh, he was able to have the liquidity to hold, to hold our houses and ended up doing very well. And, um, my wrestling coach growing up, and I was a mediocre wrestler at best. Uh, but you know, his cousin was the head, um, of all conduit lending at Credit Suisse. And so, you know, they're kind of, you know, Italian, Italian, you know, cousins, and he get he kind of vouched for me and um, moved me up to New York City, and I started to, you know, work alongside literally the greatest real estate minds in the history of mankind. And I did whatever it took. I it meant picking up their kids, walk. I used to stand in front of one of my mentors' apartment at six o'clock in the morning in New York, just waiting for the ten minute walk that he would walk from his apartment to his office, just to have you know ten you know ten minutes with him. Um, to learn whatever I could learn and don't let anybody kid you proximity is power. So the closer Mm -hmm. that you are to power, the closer you are to, uh, the people that you want to emulate, uh, the more that it rubs off, just like all of our moms told us growing up, you know, don't hang out with those kids. It's going to rub off on you. And what's the old saying, you know, you lay, you lay with pigs and expect not to get dirty. Right. Right. Yeah. And, And so that works the other way too. So, um, being alongside them along those years and, just doing whatever I could. And first and foremost, check, you know, checking my ego and learning to be a good follower and knowing that there's no task too small. Um, and treating it with a high level of diligence and a supreme amount of integrity um, led to great relationships. I believe relationships really rule the world. And, you know, when people like you, they make an excuse to do business with you. It's just how the world works. Absolutely. And, absolutely. You know, and um, after training, I would say, you know, my dad called it elevation training, you know, in in New York city. Uh, I was born and raised in Austin. It's my hometown. And when Google fiber, um, decided to choose Austin as their beta city to lay a billion dollars of hardware to bring the fastest internet in the world, that was the real economic indicator for me that my hometown, um, has the potential to become the next Silicon Valley. So we started investing in Austin back in 2013 and, um, Raising capital from, you know, from friends and family and just investing alongside uh, other investors, little pieces and um, it snowballed into something that I don't think a lot of people expected. Um, expected oh, wow. it to be, and y'all said something before that um, that I wanna clarify, is that, is Austin gonna experience a correction? Is Austin a boom town, is whatever? Yeah, the, yeah, let's get into that. The, the, the answer in. is a resounding fuck no. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, okay. You know,
2: okay. And
0: let's let's get
4: into some empirical energy. data. Let's talk about data here, okay? So Apple is spending a billion dollars to build their campus on 140 acres. It will not deliver until 2025. Oracle just announced their headquarters in Austin. They will not have their entire employee base there until 2027. Google's 1.2 million square foot office building is not even done, meaning that as all the people, we're projecting 180,000 new employees coming to Austin over the next 10 years. So if Austin is going to experience a correction, it's not within the next seven to 10 years. Every, everything that goes up must come down fine. So when you look at the macroeconomics of the United States and watching the housing market slow down, watching interest rates go up, being in an inflationary environment, you're also watching one of the largest population migration trends coming from the East and West Coasts is in the Sun Belt. So at a macro level, you look at all these things happening at a dismal point. Well, all those people are moving somewhere and that place is called austin texas mm. Mm. Look, <laughs> you said a whole mouthful right go ahead,
2: go ahead so austin texas the rent is up 20 percent year over year right do you think that's going to continue to increase with everything that you just said no question everybody moving no in?
4: question austin is not a city austin is a town on steroids And there's only so much Austin. So so we own 318 acres in the Kyle MSA in a city called, in the Austin MSA in a city called Kyle. So Kyle, as the crow flies, is about 15 miles south of Austin on I 35. So I think we're still the largest landowners in Kyle, but one of the largest landowners, okay? And we're building a huge master plan community with a concept that we call futuristic suburbanism, which we believe is the future of living for in a post-Break okay, that, right. that down. What does
3: that, what, what does okay, that futuristic
2: mean?
4: Futuristic suburbanism is, is effectively, and we own the trademark on, on the term, and it's the ethos of what we're doing in the master plan build for rent community space. Effectively, all the things that you would need in order to survive from a basic human necessity will be in one master plan, meaning, we'll have a commercial space that'll have a small grocery store, you know, maybe the size of like a 7-11, a uh, coffee shop, a little barbecue spot, a brewery, 60 acres of green space for hiking and all the amenities you need. We actually have the elementary school for Kyle that we're building on our site along with houses and apartments to where if you need to stay within a pocket community, you can in the event of another pandemic or anything of the sort. So this thesis, we are, we are creating the prototype within Kyle to then spread across the United States. So Kyle was ranked the number one fastest city in the United States of America by the most recent Census Bureau. And the county was also the fastest growing county in the United States of America. OK, so what's happening is the median housing price within Kyle right now is still only $395,000. So when you talk about these other markets in the Californias, the New Yorks, um miami atlanta it's still very affordable with respect to the other cities yes you have a 15 minute commute but most people in the country are used to commuting on average 38 minutes so with all of these all this confluence of events and 165 people a day moving to austin and have been over the last 10 years you can see that just the population increase alone is going to continue to drive the market up just due to supply and demand
2: Live, wow. You, so you got the live work play, play. Cons- concept going on there. That's what it sounds like to to
4: me. Yeah, and Elon Elon said it recently too is that so they they built the largest gigafactory in the world there, you know, next to 600,000 square foot development that we that we're building right now as I think you mentioned. Um but we've invested in 38 cities, 12 states, seven different asset classes and two different countries, okay? okay? And we and we believe Austin to be uh, and the, really, when I say Austin, I really mean mean the MSA, meaning round, meaning Round Rock, where Dell's headquarters is, all the way down to Kyle, um, and the in the surrounding areas, and Taylor, where Samsung's new uh, plant is, which is costing seventeen billion dollars. So, so a seventeen billion dollar plant alone in Taylor, Texas, which is about twenty minutes from Austin, alone has the potential to employ twenty five thousand people. The plant is not even to be done again until twenty twenty six. So so when you talk about the market crashing and all this stuff people clearly aren't doing their homework. I'm a math data freak. You know, we're actually we <laughs> We're actually we're actually a technology company that, you know, that does real estate if that makes sense. So this is all from machine learning, artificial intelligence, data collections that we've been doing, you know, for the better part of 7 years. And so boom towns that word insinuates a bust and will there be corrections and price stabilizations yes but not for the foreseeable future and that's just math that's not an opinion
2: yeah it sounds like there's a, there's a lot yeah. going on yes and one of the key indicators indicators is always employment right yes what what companies are coming there and bringing their operations and i mean you listed at least five. Top well, I'll, I'll, I'll,
4: I'll, I'll just let me just give you the top ones. Just in the past year, Oracle, the little company that you may or may not have heard of, moved their global headquarters to Austin and Oracle. So, for example, Tesla, if Tesla went bankrupt today, you would buy another car. If Oracle went bankrupt, the world would shut down, meaning the software used at 95% of the restaurants in the United States is Oracle software. Subways run on Oracle software. Gas stations run on Oracle software. Their headquarters is now in Austin. That's one. Tesla moved their global headquarters, which means SpaceX and SolarCity and all of them are on their way. Meta just signed the largest lease in the history of their company two months ago in downtown Austin, 560,000 square feet that will take them three and a half years to populate. These aren't exactly small companies. Whole Foods, Whole Foods, which is Amazon's largest acquisition in the history of the company for three, 13.2 billion dollars, is founded and headquartered in Austin the Amazon's largest distribution hub in the Southern United States is 30 miles South of Austin. When wow. you take all of these things together, it makes it pretty hard for somebody that's done their homework to make the case that Austin is going to experience a correction anytime in the near future.
2: Mm.
3: Wow. You said a whole mouthful you, right you, there. You really did. And I, and I find it very interesting. I was just reading here that according to CoStar, it says that Austin has doubled its construction Um, over the last year and it's expected to add 15,827 new units to the multi-family market that's That's like what's your projection on it I
4: i have to go back and look look at my notes to give you to give you a number you know for me uh for me, the, de- the details matter. I don't want to give an exact number, but I want to talk to another about something else with the housing market and the housing market slowing down. Because mm-hmm. that's another that's another hunk of bullshit that we can talk through, too. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, so, no. so
4: so so if you look at the population growth, in the United States of America and the housing, the houses that have been developed to support uh, support, the population growth in the U.S., We are at the lowest number in the history of America for houses being developed in terms of population growth. We actually are 15 million houses short, 15 million for where we should be in terms of our, our current population and the population growth trajectory. So although we are experiencing a quote unquote slowdown at the moment we are still 15 million houses short of what's actually needed to support our growing population. So whatever slowdown we're seeing is a function of interest rates rising at the moment, which will stabilize to combat inflation. Once that stabilization actually occurs, which we think it'll occur in the next six to nine months, when that occurs, you're going to watch this begin to surge again. And as soon as construction uh, costs begin to slow down. We're watching lumber very closely. Lumber is slowing down. Lumber prices are beginning to stabilize again. You're going to watch another major, major upsurge. So even though interest rates are rising over the, on the 30-year horizon, 30, 40-year horizon, we're still in one of the lowest interest rate environments in the history of the US. Under Jimmy mm-hmm. Carter, rates hit 18% and people were still printing money. So we have to keep these things in perspective you know when we start to make bold statements where money basically has been free. When you calculate actually inflation and a bunch of other factors, still under this market. So if you're buying a deal right now that 75 basis points hike is screwing up your deal, you have no business doing that deal.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. So what are what are the three tips that you can give our our audience to buy to invest in today's market?
4: So right now, this, this is the moment to pause and reflect. Okay. This is the moment to do your homework. And I'll tell you, there are so many free resources out there. I can't tell you how much, how many YouTube videos I watch personally still to this day of understanding markets. I watch free classes at MIT and Yale and Harvard of watching the greatest professors in the world, talking about economics and finance and, you know, real estate and these things is that I urge people to invest in themselves invest in their education. People think that investing has to do with putting money into something. Why not invest in you? You're the most important okay, asset. Okay. You yeah. are the asset. So if you're not investing in you, what prayer do you have of investing money? <laughs> yeah, <Y'all>, I
0: <love> <laughs>
3: <you>. <laughs> This is the energy we yeah. need because it's the truth. No, it's the you have to truth. invest in your own personal development before you can even think about investing.
4: So yeah, really and, and this, is. The, this is a great, I, I would look at it as a great opportunity, you know, to do that. There's many routes to get, you know, to get to the end result, but it really is so personal of what you want to do. Like I knew that I wanted to build communities. I'm an artist in my heart. I, I you know, I sketch a lot of these buildings and look through the color schemes and, you know, look for what we can do to fill the voids in the marketplace. Because I'm obsessed with my end user tenants experience like quite literally that's that's where i spend my time is making sure that i can create an experience that makes people want to live in these areas and there's an old saying on wall street that bulls make money bears make money pigs get slaughtered yeah. so i'm not yeah. looking to go find the biggest returns and the biggest whatever i'm looking to create great to create great value and right now when we're experiencing this level of volatility things are changing it's the best opportunity to sit back and really watch the market and get really smart on the data get really smart on the markets that you want to be in find your competitive edge and then once you're there ready Like a sniper, you strike.
2: Mm. Mm. So, invest in yourself first and foremost. Study your market and execute. Like and a execute.
4: And, and and remember that everybody's journey is different, and and everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses, or maybe keep you up with the Kardashians these days, or whatever that is.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
4: And you need to run your own race, and you need <laughs> to look at what you can do where you where you are at that moment. And one of the best tracks to that is getting your real estate license, you know, starting out and I always, you know, urge people get a license in yeah, some this, this.
2: This, this is something we say all the all time. All the time. get like, a license. I, I, how do like, I start in real estate? It's like, go spend $250 and become yes. a professional.
4: Get a license, join a house, watch some people. And that doesn't mean quit your day job either. People think that I have to quit my job all of a sudden yeah. to be, no, like during the day is, you know, is when you're, you know, you pay the bills and you keep the lights on. And early mornings and nights and weekends is when you build your life. And so they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. This is, this is just reality. And, and, and I've lived there. And if you're not prepared to work hard, it doesn't really matter. It, it's never going to happen. Being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. I heard it said a while ago, uh, and, and I just love this definition, is being an entrepreneur is jumping off the side of a mountain and building a plane on the way down. Hmm. Yes. Yep. So so be prepared for it to be hard and don't wish for it to be easier. Wish to be stronger. Wish to have more courage.
3: Yes. Look. You, he dropped so many gyms. You are a certified gym look, dropper. Ari, you, you're talking
2: real big, heavy game right now because we're both look. licensed professionals. We invest. We're entrepreneurs. We run multiple different things. We're successful in our right. And we tell people this all the time. Like, when did it become such a bad thing to have a license to be a professional? I don't know what the yes. hell is going on in this world. And I'm like, I mean, I, we,
4: we live in a world where people are look, I'm the oldest millennial. I'm like, I'm J. Cole's middle child, right? I'm <laughs> literally stuck in the middle of two generations. Like, quite right. literally, I'm 40, I turned 40 a couple months ago. I'm literally the oldest millennial. So like I have the like I, I I'm like the 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 young guy to all the real estate people yes. but I'm the old guy to all all the kids. So I have like some yes. identity yes. crisis. I'm 44. Me? That's, be 44 that's this me year. too. I'm so 40. I'm gonna, and, I'm yeah, and, and, hey. and so people have forgotten to work. And yeah. I, I don't I don't know how or where that happened, but this is not easy. Don't expect it to be easy. And work and find a little niche, whether that's through, you know, leasing apartments. And then while you're leasing the apartment, oh, I'm just leasing apartments. And I wish I owned 40 40 apartment buildings. No, walk through the apartment, figure out what, you know, what they're using for flooring. Look at what the countertops are, ask some questions and use that as, as a way, instead of belittling yourself and, you know, figuring out all the reasons why you're you know, not happy, use those as opportunities to be grateful that you're in that moment that we're in this country. There's a billion people in the world that are living on under a dollar a day. And people are complaining about a job that they have. That doesn't work for me.
2: No, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. People are just lazy nowadays. Nobody, everybody I got nothing them. in common.
4: I got nothing in common with them.
3: Yeah, no, none at all. None at all. They can't sit at these tables. And it's really about working hard, working smart, and understanding that you have to start somewhere. Everybody wants to start and be the boss from the beginning. You have to first start being the worker first before yeah. you can build the structure to be the boss. As, it, as I, I said boss.
4: earlier to you, and I agree with you 100%. And as I said earlier, being a great leader means being a great follower. There's nothing okay. wrong with that. All the greatest anything of anything were first. Following a great leader or a bad one that either taught them what not to do or taught them what to do. One way or another, you need to learn to do that and accept it with dignity. And when you accept that with dignity, it attracts more and allows you to think of where your position in a better light where you can cultivate more confidence in order to be more successful. And the most important thing in this whole conversation, aside from working hard, because without working hard, there's nothing to talk about. So put that aside is you need to write down what is your goal. And I'm not talking about it on your iPad or your iPhone. I'm talking about with a, with, with a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper and yeah. read that shit every morning and every afternoon and know where you're going. So if you're sitting there flipping burgers, like, like, you know, like I was, I assure right. you, I, I knew I was going to be, be a billionaire one day. And no doubt. Anybody that knows me. So we were 10 years old. I said, I was going to be a billionaire period. I didn't know how I had no money, but when I was flipping burgers, I said every burger that I flip well, and every burger that I sell is one step closer to being a billionaire.
2: Yeah, no, look, I think you're, you're spot on with writing down your goals. Um, our, our business partner, Rashad, shout out to Rashad and Troy. Yes, we um, he, he put out a post today. He started Earn Your Leisure with the action plan in writing. He actually posted it on his Instagram, the actual paper that he wrote it down, the actual plan. Hand to paper. To start the Earn Your Leisure podcast. This was 42 months ago. Love and it. 42 months ago, wrote down the pen and pad. And now today, everything he wrote down, we have done ten x of what we exceeded. So I one hundred percent agree with what you're saying right now. It it it, works. It's it's
4: physics. It's like people think that's some like motivational guru kind of shit. It's not. (laughs) It's it's, look, you know, you know, literally, energy will flow to where you're focuses. So if you focus on your bills and this and all the things you don't have, that's all you're going to attract. That's all you're going to think about, but if you think about those things and that's not some cheesy tagline. So if you want to be, you know, own a bunch of investment properties, you want to do all those things, write it down, write it down on paper and read it so that you know what those stepping stones look like. But I will tell you, you said something earlier when I was backstage, this is about generational wealth. Okay. If you look at the Forbes 400, over 73% of the Forbes 400, no matter where they made their money, put their money in real estate.
2: Yep.
4: Because yep. last I checked, they're not making any more land. That might be true in Dubai. They actually are making more land yeah. in the water. Yeah, right. they're, so they're building land. Yeah. Dubai, yeah. They're behind, right? they're
0: um,
4: and you just have to start by starting. I mean, it, it's really that simple. And as I said, urging people to get their licenses, to, to do that, to do the research. And it also doesn't hurt to save a couple bucks, to take those extra classes and educate your mind. Because at the end of the day, money comes and goes. And trust me, I've been rich, I've been poor. It's the same cheeseburger.
2: That's a fact. That's a that fact. Is, that is a fact. The same cheeseburgers taste the same no matter if you're up or down. Yes. And, and something important that you said, and it's something we speak about all the time. If the stock market goes up and down, you lose your money, right? it's gone. It disappears. You don't see it. Right. Unless the market, unless you sell it. Correct. For that, right. Now with real estate, it doesn't matter what happens in the market because it's tangible. It's tangible. It's brick and mortar. You can still go drive by and see the house. Another
4: stock. way to say, another way to say it is, is real estate is insulated from global risk. Mm. It's insulated. And by the way, when you go into an inflationary environment, Okay. And basically, people really misunderstand what inflation is and what recession is. Okay. Break it down. Recession is a very technical term. Recession means people think recession means the markets are bad. Bullshit. Recession means two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. That's what a recession is. And so, are we in recession right now? No, technically. Will we probably be in it very soon? And we might be in it based upon the earnings that have not been reported, possibly. Mm-hmm. But these are terms that, that people throw around very loosely, and words mean something. You need to weigh your words when you say those. When you say those types of things,
2: everybody type in the comments. Weigh, weigh your, your words. words. We like that. That's, I like
3: that. That's a weigh good your one words. It's a fact. Because we're hearing it all over the news. It's everywhere. Every article you're open, everything. It's in a recession. Uh, a it's recession. All
4: I heard. It's, it, This is this is clickbait sensationalism. People are more obsessed with looking rich than being rich. Anybody who's writing an article is writing headlines that have not, are not correlated. Did you know that most of the press, there's an individual that writes the article and a separate team that writes the headline?
3: No.
2: No, I didn't know that. That's crazy.
3: That's crazy. You yeah. are dropping so many gems. So, so whoever writes the headline is just there for the clickbait. Has nothing to do with the article.
4: Maybe I'm not the Oracle of Austin. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs>
3: Say
4: it that. again.
2: <laughs> so look, let's, let's talk a little, because you, you're doing multifamilies. You're doing these PUDs, these right? How are you, well, if somebody wants to invest into Austin today and looking at multifamilies, How how would you recommend them analyzing that deal to make sure? Because you said something earlier. So if the deal goes up by seventy, if your rates go up by seventy-five basis points, and that kills your deal, you shouldn't invest with.
0: Correct. Right.
2: So what are what are the things that are you looking at when you're investing in these multifamily deals?
4: Sure. Um, So look, existing multifamily, you know, vintage multifamily, or they call value add is kind of our bread and butter on an asset by asset basis. We own more multifamily than anybody in the city of Austin. And I don't count doors. What I was doing, and I, I, I haven't really said this to anybody, but I, I'll share it with you. I like y'all.
3: I appreciate um, that. I, we like you I, too. Long.
4: I was, um, I, I've been called worse. Um, so, <laughs> so we weren't looking on door count. We wanted to be bigger than local investors, but smaller than private equity. So when we were buying, you know, smaller units with 40 doors, 60 doors, 90 doors, 16 doors, some of these tracks sit on five and a half, six acres in the heart of Austin. So really what I was doing was doing what's called a covered land play. And people thought I was buying apartments, but I was buying land.
2: Mm. Mm. So your play is look for the apartments that have the land basically. Cause now you can add more apartments for that
3: land and add more value well, you cash
4: flows so you're being paid to wait
3: Again, paid, paid to, to wait. wait y'all write that in the comments make sure that you invest so you can get paid to wait
4: and you system that cash flow cash flow is king and by the way people say oh i'm doing this that and the other look if i'm cash flowing seven eight percent on a deal you couldn't pay me to sell exactly. why kill the golden goose for what It doesn't
2: make any sense. Do do the math.
4: You make 7% a year compounded over 10 years. You're doubling your money. Absolutely. On the cash flow, And you yield out completely on the deal. By the time you sell
3: the property, every dollar is yours. And that's how you, that's how you build generational wealth, my people. If you did not listen to Ari, what he just said is exactly what we've been preaching over and over on this, on our podcast. we We got a
2: thousand people here watching this live. We need everybody to like, comment, share, Share this to your people because Ari's here dropping a lot of information that we need to get this out to our community. Go ahead, Ari. You was about to say something. Yeah,
4: no, I was just going to say, just following along with what you all said. And another thing that I think is really important um, for staying very disciplined, you know, in, in in the approach is don't be scared to go slow. You know, be more scared of not moving. If That makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you know, going slow is is there's something beautiful about going slow because if you look at the greatest athletes in the world, you know, it's not how fast you can do something. It's how slow. Look at guys like Luca or LeBron that can control the speed of the game. So sometimes Luca looks like he's walking in slow motion through traffic, but, but in reality, the the, the way the slower that you can go is actually the sign of mastery.
3: Wow.
2: Okay. The slower you can go is a sign of mastery
3: because now you're controlling the game and you're controlling the pace.
2: It's all good, it's a live show, it happens. It
3: happens.
4: (laughs) What happened just here? I lost something. There we go. We can still see, all right. Difficulty, Um, (laughs) but it has to, so the speed, people think that things need to happen. Fast. And that's not the it's like so think about it when you're when you're working out. How much harder is it to do those squats super, super slow and really watch your speed versus just trying to drop down and just think about it.
3: Yes. Yeah. It brings
4: in all the ancillary muscles, little muscles you didn't even know existed, and the weight is lower. So so that so going slow is actually wisdom. Mm. It's not doesn't mean that you're behind. And by going slow, you also decrease the chances of mistakes because you're watching, you're careful, you're dotting the I's or crossing the T's or however that you want to look at that. And people mistake having a lot of income with being wealthy. They are two completely different things.
2: Break it down for us.
4: Break it down for you right now. There's people right now that are in, we'll use athletics just as low hanging fruit. They're making 10, 20, 50 million bucks a year, whatever the number is, five, $10 million a year. Well, as if you're a W-2 employee living in California, or New York, 50, 60% of that money is going to the IRS. So it's gone, okay? Then you start living this lifestyle where you're spending money, your bills are higher, et cetera, okay? That doesn't mean you're wealthy. Wealth, the day you become wealthy, okay, is the day that your passive income Covers all your basic minimum needs.
2: Mm. Financial that is the form.
4: definition of being wealthy.
2: Mm. Your
4: passive income. When your passive income can cover all of your basic minimum needs. Mm. And I urge people to live within the passive income means when they reach that level, when they get to that point. Cause when you do that, everything else is saved. Yes. All the money you make in your day job, when you flip another property, just keeps going back in the system. So just because you have all that money and you're spending it, nothing else is coming in, you're still a laborer. High-paid laborer, yeah. but you're a laborer. You're labor. Labor, yeah. Yeah, you yeah all of a sudden you, yeah. you tear, tear your Achilles or blow out your knee and you have this big contract, you get cut, then what?
2: You have no freedom at that point.
4: Yeah, you, you're, just, you you're, just enough, you're, just, you're just trapped you in the rat
3: race. Because at the end of the day, now you're working to keep up with the lifestyle and you have to work to earn the money to keep up with how many
4: times have we seen this
3: you over know and over.
4: And, i mean it's become almost a cliche over and over oh, over mean, and know. over it happens more often than not which yes. is which is which is a tragedy so we can't mistake those things together so um that cash flow is king but not for the reason people necessarily always think it is think oh we're going to create cash flow create cash flow and that's in terms of these jargonly buzzwords but the key is how you utilize that cash flow and how you utilize your lifestyle within the parameters of what the cash flow is at that moment
3: yes
2: yeah no look i, I think what you said you're wealthy when your passive income cover your basic needs that is a fact and this is why we always encourage our people to invest yes right invest your money don't go to Dubai. Don't go to Jamaica. Please don't. Like it's cool to have trips and have fun and do all this good stuff. I've never
4: been on a vacation in my life, so I, I don't understand. I don't understand what that is. I got too much work to do, so I, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but I got work to do.
2: Look, you sitting here on a billion dollars, so I, mean, you, I, think, <laughs> you, live- I think I think you've earned the right to go on, respectfully. Well, excuse
4: two, me excuse us Two
2: billion. Two billion, right <laughs> two billion but dollars. I, I think you deserve the right I, I'm to, need to brother. let me correct
4: myself with please. that one please my
0: apologies let me <laughs> let me,
4: let me, let me no that, that me. was that was the peace sign that was the peace sign,
0: yeah, peace <laughs> peace like, sign yeah.
4: like this
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I just love your work ethic and i love your energy and you're just giving people it's like we you know you you have mastered this like you are you have you're creating wealth you're creating opportunity. And what I really admire about you is, you know, these damn numbers. Like, I feel like nobody can challenge you about the Austin market at all in the, at this point. And that is admirable because a lot of people don't know their markets. And I talk about this to my agents all the time. Know your market. So you can be that market leader and make decisions. And don't
4: be the jack of all trades. That, that's the other thing, right? It's like, like you said, know your market. Yes. And just know your market. Like you I ask don't me, that. you know, invest in freaking, you know, uh, in Europe. I don't know Europe. I don't invest in Europe. I don't even invest in Florida. Florida is a great market for a lot of people. Unbelievable market growing Miami, Orlando, Tampa going gangbusters. I don't touch it. Why? I don't know it. There's a lot of people way better than me in those markets and I don't have a competitive edge. So I don't invest there. So what is your keys to, cause you're, you're in what? 13 cities. Uh, we've invested in. 38 cities, 12 states, seven different asset classes, and two countries.
2: So, what is your key to success? Of besides knowing the market, obviously doing your research, right? Because you got to build a team out there. There's a lot of moving parts. So, what yes. are your keys to success with doing out of state investing? Um,
4: strategic su- strategic alliances. Okay. Mm-hmm. Strategic well, alliances. Finding, finding subject matter experts. Finding subject matter experts within those markets. Uh, leaving your ego uh, at your house and going to sit with the people that know. Uh, shut your fucking mouth. Listen to what they're saying. Do your homework, as Ronald Reagan said: trust, then verify. Um, yeah. And and once you're ready, you know you partner on two, three, four, five deals. You gain some subject matter expertise, and then you take the training wheels off.
2: Simple, simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> it's real Partnerships. simple. Collaboration is greater than competition. Oh, wait. L-
4: life is not is not tennis. Life is basketball. This is team yeah. sports. And it takes it takes a village, it takes a village to build a family, it takes a village to build a business.
1: Same thing. Same
2: thing. Big gems. Major gyms. Gym. Look, I, we the four the two to four billion dollar man. <laughs> I'm <I>, right? <laughs> correct. Him. Now, let me correct myself, right? <laughs> You can. you This is a billion dollars worth of game right here. You're giving so much information to our audience. We definitely appreciate you coming on. We know you're a busy guy, so we don't want to keep you on here for three hours because we can really sit keep here going and keep going because the energy is this. amazing. Because your energy is just fantastic. I know you're, you're, you're running your company. How many guys are you? Um, people are you employing right now?
4: Oh gosh, I don't even know anymore. I've lost count. Um. I, I, I don't even know, but a lot more than last year, I can tell you, I can tell you that much, but, okay. but I'm also the, the happy father, happy father of three, um, yeah. which is really my life. And one of my favorite cool. things recently, I'll tell you is um, my, my son and my daughter, my, my youngest daughter, Isabella is is two, is two years old, but Kingston and Victoria you know, they have their desks set up in the office. So when they come up, when they come get done with school or summer school, their stuff, they have their desk set up, they do their work. And to me, those are the only two employees uh that, you know, yeah. that, that, that I pay much attention to. I'm just kidding. We have an unbelie- unbelievable team of just brilliant, brilliant people. Most of them smarter than me. um Thank God. And that's another thing. Don't, don't be scared to To surround yourself with people that you think are smarter than you and it's a big it's a big mistake not not to do that like you need to find those subject matter experts not only in the markets you want to get into but the subject matter experts within the organization you know and finding people that are better that's what makes a great partnership is when each person has a different strength and together the synergies create more than what you could have done individually And, and and that's the you know that's really one of the keys not only to business but also to life
2: yeah, and that's and I and I ask that question because just the way you started off, right? You started off in college, really no money, grinding, hustling, to now billions in real estate, a thriving company, a family, like like you said, behind the scenes. If you can do it, anyone can, can do, do it, it right? Um, and I think it's just phenomenal what real estate can do for people. It and can. You know, no, it really I'm-
4: can. And what y'all are doing here on you know on the show is. Is, is really is really wonderful. So I, I really commend both of you and, and your team. And I know there's a whole other group of unsung heroes sitting behind these cameras. Yes, it and is. Lighting, <laughs> right. and so shout out to all the people that, you know, that, that that aren't being seen on this show that make everything come together. Those <laughs> knows my business is the exact same way. So yes. um, God bless all of you. Thank you for your time. And
3: um, any parting words before you go? Yeah, let people know where to find you. Any parting yeah. words
4: about Austin? Look, if they want to find me, they, they can find me they can find me. My name's right there. One Google search will tell you more than you ever wanted to know.
2: (laughs) Any final words on Austin?
4: Um, Austin's the future of America. Austin's Mm. the new Silicon Valley. Hands down, no question, ain't going nowhere. And there was no real estate market since Manhattan 40 years ago that comes close to what Austin's about to become.
2: So should we invest in Austin?
4: Absolutely.
2: Is Austin going to crash?
4: Is Austin going to crash? Well, when you live in a cyclical economy, it's a loaded fucking question. So is Austin going to crash? Um, do you remember when everybody used to say that New York City is going to go down and during COVID they said this the end of New York City, yeah. what happened in New York City?
2: New York City on the way back up
4: on the way back up. Or there.
2: Look, I mean, New York City from a real estate perspective is always going to be ridiculous. Right.
4: But it's, but you know, that's it. that's not what people say every year. Really. Oh, it's got to go down. It's got to go down. Oh, it's got to go down. Sometimes it's got to go. COVID's going to take it down for sure. It's going to be whatever.
2: Yeah, no, nah, that's not happening in
4: New York. So you, you feel Austin is the same? No, I don't feel I do math.
3: Mathematics. Men so lie, good. women lie, numbers, numbers don't.
4: don't. <laughs> yeah, actually, one of my accountants, hilarious. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. He's like, actually, Ari, numbers can lie really, really well.
3: <laughs> Ari it's been amazing speaking to you I'm, I'm so glad that you came on our show you not only shared information about the Austin market but just gave pure motivation I just want you to leave us with one more life Jim because I can tell you're a great businessman but you have that personal development and I feel like that is the key to your success
4: um what I'll tell you that's very very important to me is personal integrity and what does that mean? What that means is keep the promises that you make to yourself. Mm. And by keeping the promises and we all done it, we're all guilty of it. Me included. If we're going to go to the gym tomorrow morning, I'm going to stop, you know, eating That's that extra slice of pizza. And what happens when you don't keep the promises you make to yourself, you end up creating negative inner dialogues that have are more detrimental to your success than any other external factor could be. So I challenge everybody to keep the promises that they make to themselves. Mm.
3: Big gem. Certified gym dropper.
2: Certified gym dropper, Ari. Look, we're coming to Austin. We're gonna look you I gotta come. Come through. By
4: the way, you you come to the airport, I'll pick you up myself. Oh, that's say, say no left. <laughs> say no
2: more, brother. We're gonna definitely tap in with you.
4: All right, God bless you. All you have a okay, great day. You. you got it.
2: All right, brother.
3: Ari was amazing.
2: Look, man, throw some gems, throw some in, the gems for... in the
3: comments. He gave us life lessons. Oh man, he he knows his numbers. This is a testament of a man that is on a mission. He's on a mission, and he is. I mean, it's amazing and beautiful to watch because we say it all the time. But to have someone come in with different energy and break down his market the way he did, give you guys life advice. You know, even I'm listening. I'm like, he's right.
2: Look, he, he said a lot.
3: He said so much. He
2: said a lot. We um, spoke about Austin. Yes. He gave us his insight. He gave us numbers.
3: But the thing about it, it wasn't an opinion. It's yeah. numbers. It, it, was, it
2: was numbers and facts, right? And that's what we like to hear.
3: Yes, absolutely. And the
2: fear mongering is crazy. That's happening. It's too much. It's too much. And this guy, look, he's, he's the Oracle of Austin Real Estate. Yeah. Forbes magazine he's, called him that. He Not didn't me. say it. <laughs> Not me. And
3: obviously, he doesn't even want to hold it up. He's like, listen, this is just what I do. Yeah, nah. This he, is who I am as a person. He's an executor. He's an
2: executor. Nah, it, it was good. So, we're going to have all his information in the description of this of this um video. So, if you want to go follow him, his company, see what he got going on in Austin, you're more than welcome to. And um, I, I think this was a phenomenal episode. This was a great episode. Gave us a lot of
3: insight on Austin. And um, <laughs> if you if you if you want to invest in Austin, I think you need to go find you a piece of land. Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence. Your due find diligence. you a good realtor. Find you a good team down there. But based on his numbers, it, it appears to be a good place to invest. And I think that's anywhere in America.
2: There's always going to be opportunities. Absolutely, There's always going to be deals. There's always going to be things out there for you guys to invest in but just be smart man um and the gym that he i like i got the most insight out of this was basically if you want to get in real estate get licensed please get your license get license it doesn't hurt to get licensed never you know what was he was talking about being patient man, yeah he I when mean, he when
3: he said being patient it's a lot of clips in here it's us. a lot of clips in here <laughs> and, and what i loved about it is being patient because we always hear this Success loves speed. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! And no, and, and it does. But he's going fast but and slow. And slow, yeah. That is what I got from this, and I love that going fast but slow.
2: You gotta go fast, but you gotta
3: go slow, and you gotta take your time. Yeah. And, and the words words of Rick Ross: "I don't want to move. I want to move correctly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to move correctly. Yes.
2: Look, this was an amazing episode. Shout out to all y'all for tapping in. Appreciate you guys for tapping in.
3: Oh, some gyms in the I think college. they like it when we together. I'm listen. I think they like. I see this is going. Y'all want to get MG to start coming back to ATL as much as this human. Is going. Y'all like it. Y'all like the synergy. The synergy. The synergy is always there. And listen, he has to say he. I didn't even make him wait. As soon as he said I'm be in town, we need to film tomorrow. I said yes. Didn't even hesitate. She that. was on time, and I came <laughs> on time early. Early. Yeah, Kiana. A new Kiana. I'm keeping promises to myself. The four
2: agreements. Yeah, part of the four agreements. So look, drop gems in the comment. Make sure you follow me, and Kiana. Everything that we're doing, aging tools for success. You know, EYL University, and obviously the biggest investment festival ever in the world is happening August 5th through 7th in Atlanta the home of Wakanda. And this
3: and he's giving away $25,000. I'm giving away 25,000. And $25, I'm now. giving away some classes. Now I'm ha- now let me go look at my sponsors. I think I need to give y'all some money too. <laughs> you give us some money? Let me, me let me let me go talk to my sponsors yeah. you guys. We got to give y'all some money too. because he can't
2: show me. I'm up. giving away 25,000. <laughs> you got to come to my booth to enter my raffle. 5,000 to 5 people. It will be announced on my YouTube that Wednesday. So you are going to pull up to my booth 201. It's going to be a whole vibe. It's going to be a major vibe. You, get vice. your tickets to invest fast, man investfest.com don't play yourself I'm trying to tell you it's about to this be is gonna, a vibe Tyler Perry he don't come outside and talk to nobody ever he does ever. not come hey, outside yo, let me tell y'all something hold on before we finish this episode I got to talk about Tyler Perry's Steve oh yeah, oh, yeah. tell him all I, about it I have it. to talk about this right because this man I don't think you guys understand how much of an icon and a legend that Tyler Perry is mm-hmm. just from him being homeless And it's kind of like Ari's story, right? started with $3,000, has 2 to $4 billion in real estate, right? Amazing. But Tyler Perry started homeless and a $12,000, like, you know, he had 12 Gs, he bet on himself, he worked out, it worked out. So now I'm owning 330 acres, right? And the amount of real estate that is on this property with all these studios and these sound stages the man built a white house on the damn thing. We <laughs> like, was the White House. He is like
3: I'm so I'm so excited to hear him on the panel because I know one thing I know about. I cannot it, wait for him. Because when you, you come from, you you don't build that type of wealth without moving a certain way. And I think all of us want to learn. Like once you learn how to make some money, and now you want to learn how to make how to build wealth and leave a legacy. You got to move differently. You have to move differently. And it's something about being around that in energy. Like, just like Ari said, that proximity, there is power in proximity. It is. Which is the main reason why you guys need to come to Invest Fest Because there's power in proximity, even just being around like-minded people.
2: Oh, absolutely. Even if you don't
3: have to be in the VIP, you could be in the audience and feel the energy from your neighbor. And the person sitting beside you may be talking about investing and you want to invest. That power of proximity is going to help you elevate a life. And that is what it's about.
2: Look, I'm inspired. I'm not going to lie to you guys. This was the most inspirational day that I've had in a very long time. And being on that compound. It's a compound. That shit is a city. It is. Being on that city and seeing Madea's house and seeing the Will Smith soundstage and the Holly Berry and the Oprah soundstage and the Denzel. We we, went in the Denzel watching the soundstage. And I'm like, yo... A black man owns all of this. Yes. A black man owns all of this. Dude, um, what's his name? Steve, who took us on a tour today. He said, yo, you can fit all five of the Hollywood studios in this compound yes. and still have room. Yes. <laughs> if y'all don't... I'm going to go watch everything Tyler Perry has made just to support yeah, what he is doing. Absolutely,
3: because what he's doing is so major... And I think he, it gets overlooked sometimes. What's so
2: major about it is that I'm looking around, I'm seeing nothing but black and brown people. Oh, Everywhere. Yes. The construction team, everybody. Yes. The amount of people that they employ over at this studio is like, it, it's, Tyler Perry is the GOAT, man. I'm Absolutely. Trying to tell you, he, he is the greatest of all time. And he's going to be at InvestFest. Don't take that lightly. To be able to be in the room, and hear this man speak, and you know Troy and Rashad, you know how they're going oh, to they, they get Oh, they're going to get busy. They, they, it's going to be no fluff. Let me tell you, my guys left there motivated today.
3: Oh, well, they're they doing they, their they, research probably right now.
2: No, they are. Preparing. <laughs> today was research and development, right? And I'm telling you, this conversation that they're going to have with Tyler is, y'all thought Steve Harvey conversation was good? And that one was great. And that was amazing. Shout out to Steve. Shout out, shout to, out Rudy, to Steve Harvey. And the whole team over there. But let me tell you, this Perry conversation is going to be legendary. So please, do yourself a tremendous, tremendous service and go to investfest.com and get your tickets for InvestFest weekend of August 5th through 7th. You do not want to miss this, all right? All right.
3: Um, That's all I got. Well, that's, well, you gave me everything you had. and yeah. We are inspired, we'll be at InvestFest. You know, check out our online training. We have EYL University, have my online training agents who's for success. And make yes. sure y'all come check us out at our booths. We'll make more announcements on our page. Absolutely. You guys need to be following the Rants and Gyms on Instagram. Please like, share and subscribe to our YouTube. Yes. We, we need as much support as possible. And as a friendly reminder, we are always accepting new sponsors. Um, we have some great people that come onto our show. So if you want to sponsor any of our episodes, please reach out to us.
2: Yes, reach out to Jordana at RansomGems.com. Um, email her and we'll, we'll you know, want to help you expand your reach and your business. All right? Absolutely. And make sure you go to podcast, audio, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Let's make Ransom Gems the number one real estate podcast in the world. And maybe we'll go live again next week. Maybe. Maybe I'll fly back down to Wakanda. Who knows? Maybe
3: you should. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Ransom Jim's pop-up. Where at? I don't know. In Wakanda? Or I don't New York? Know. You know what? I don't know. Because I'm like, we got to, you know what? We're going to challenge y'all. We're going to look at our analytics and see how many followers we got on our page from, from Atlanta and how many from New York. So whoever has the most wins. Fair enough. Because I think we haven't done a pop-up in a while we could we, do, do a little pop-up just drink some wine drink some wine and live, just chat it chat, I, 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 chat I, I, it up a live pod a live pod we haven't done it in a while it's almost it's been a, it's been a while let's do a live pod look
2: y'all <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's coming to the live podcast
3: Those, if you come into to the live podcast put yes in the comment yes in the comment we're gonna work on it but y'all gotta follow the ransom jim's page give us some support Make sure you give us some five star reviews on all audio podcasts on Apple, Spotify. We need as much as possible so we can pour back into you guys. Let us know that you enjoy what we're doing.
2: That's a fact. All right. All right, guys. So look, we out of here. Tap in with us. If we put it in the comments, yes, if you want us to do a live, a live um, pop up. Yes, it's um, a pop up. A pop up. Right. It's not going to be big. A little pop up. A little pop up. You know. You want us to pull up in the city? Razzle
3: dazzle. <laughs> oh, y'all know I'm always with Oh the shit. my god!
2: This girl gonna be coming floating and shit. That's what that means, y'all. She about to be floating through the pop up with, with this, a cake, with a fucking cake, and it's gonna be wind blowing and shit,
3: and it's gonna be hot as hell. But the wind gonna be blowing since she walked <laughs> Shout out to my team that blows the wind.
2: <laughs> the wind blowers will be in the building.
3: Okay, so we're going to wrap oh up this episode. and say, Based on our expert, Ari, um, Austin Market will not crash. Austin Market is going to continue hey, to rise. It, you heard
2: it from the expert.
3: Um, listen to the numbers, follow the data. Do your due
2: diligence and do your own research. All
3: of that. And um, thank you guys for listening to another incredible episode of the Ransom Gym Show.
2: All right, y'all. We out of here. We love y'all. InvestFest.com. Get your tickets. It's going to be a movie. That's it. Peace.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.